0: This is Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com.
1: 76 sixer in Chicago Bowl, a seven-time All-Star. Chet the Jet Walker, who just yesterday found out that he's going to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. How are you doing, Chet?
2: I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Did you anticipate this occurring? Well, uh, I have been in the running for some time. You know, the last two years there was talk that I may get in, and, uh, and
0: I, I was hoping that it would happen you know, sometime. Is there a party that says, "Okay, I'm in"? What took so long? Yeah. Did, did I get? Did I get? Did I get better somehow last season? <laughs> right. You know, I have the same
2: statistics that I had 25 years ago, and uh, but uh, it's okay. You know, I, I was hoping that my That would happen before my brothers passed away and some of my closest friends passed away. I was hoping uh, that it would happen before that, but it didn't happen, so uh, that's the way it goes. But it did happen. That's the good part about it.
1: Who made the phone call to give you the good news?
2: Well, Mr. Doliva called me, I think, on Thursday and gave me a heads up and said he thought that was going to happen. And uh, so I was... Uh, I knew about it the day, the day before.
0: So you joined some uh, pretty illustrious former teammates, names like Wilt Chamberlain, people like that. What was it like playing with Wilt? Uh, it was really great. I mean, he's probably
2: the most dominating player of all times, and, uh, and he was, he's was a good friend. So uh, it was just easy. He made the game
0: much easier for, for all of his teammates. You know, they say that that team that won six, you know, won sixty-eight games. Was, people argue that was the best team that ever played, even though the Bulls, you know, won seventy-two games uh, many years later. Well, How do you
2: feel I, about that? I think it was the best team. Of course, I'm a little prejudiced because I was on the team, but it was a great team. I mean, absolutely a great team. And, and it was early on. And the only team that was that was dominating at that time was the Boston Celtics. And we brought them down. So,
1: um, it was a pretty good team. Cause you had what, three Hall of Famers in that team? Now you, Will Chamberlain, and what, like, Billy Cunningham? And Hale Greer. Oh, Hale Gross, you'll be the fourth member. Right. And Billy was the sixth man, right? He
0: couldn't even get in the starting lineup. <laughs> well, he was good enough to start. It's
2: just a matter of a coach's decision of who starts. But he was like really the sixth, sixth man okay. in the starting team. Alex Hanum is the coach, right? Alex Hanum was the coach. Yes. What was he like? Great. I loved Alex Hannum. He drafted me out of college, and he kind of convinced me that I could become a great player. And but he was a great man. I loved Alex.
1: Because you went to college at Bradley.
2: What was that yep. like? Oh, super. Small school, but at the time was a great. It was a basketball powerhouse, and uh, we we won. The National invitation Tournament at that time was just as good as the NCAA. But uh, I have a lot of friends
0: from, from that time, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that's when the Missouri Valley Conference was the Missouri Valley Conference, and you had Wichita State with Dave Stallworth and, and people and teams like that. And Cincinnati, they, they really, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, what do you make of... Basketball today with all these teams changing conferences and you can't even keep track of who's in what
2: well you know it's it's a different situation today because you know college basketball has become very commercial and I think uh, a lot of teams are just trying to get uh, as much money as, as they can out of it and uh, but, but I think the game is still good it's still a good game and uh, and the players are tough.
1: When you went to the Bulls, what was the Bulls team like in 69? Let's see,
2: 69, it, it, I don't, it wasn't a very good team. I don't think they made the playoffs the, the previous two years. But it was a team that really played hard. And uh, they, were, they were in most games that they
1: played. And your coach was what, Dick Motta back then? Dick Motta was the coach, yep. And who was your starting lineup when you started becoming very competitive? Was You? Sloan, Norm Van Leer, and what, Tom Borwinkel, And Bob Love. Oh, and I can't forget Butterbee. I, I might say you better not. But that's about as good a pair of
0: starting forwards as I think you'll find in NBA history. Well, it was a good team. We had a like a, I think, a five year run
2: where we averaged like 51 or 52 games. And it, it kind of really laid the foundation for basketball in Chicago. Uh, because Chicago had not embraced pro basketball at that time very well. And we, we had a really a really good run. We, 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 we skied a lot of people.
0: Well, and, it, you know, it was, for lack of a better term, a blue-collar, hard-working team, not a lot of flash. But you, you know, you start with the backcourt with uh, Van Leer and Sloan and, you know, just scrappy sort of guys. Uh, it, it was a team that you could attach yourself to. Oh, yeah.
2: It was a good, good hard-working team. And, and, and Clifford Ray was part of that group, too.
1: And you had, what, Nate Thurman for a year and a half or so? Nate
2: Thurman, Nate Thurman came in later on in my career. He, he I think yeah, he played for a year and a half, and he
0: gave us a lot of stuff. So why didn't you guys win an NBA championship, then, if you were that good, right? Well, we had some tough, tough competition. Yeah, I know. I mean, Milwaukee
2: was tough with Jabbar and those guys, and then West and Wilton, those guys out in uh, in the uh, in, Go- in uh, Los Angeles, and then Golden State uh, had uh, Nate Thurman and Rick Barry, and then the Knicks were
1: really good at that time. That was a great great period for basketball. Who gave you the biggest uh, fits on the court guarding you?
2: Uh, let's see, Dave DeBuscher was always a great defender, and uh, you know Rick Barry was a good defender. Halicek, of course, was a great defender. And uh, that's, you know, this
0: other guy that was good. Was there any player that you had to defend that gave you particular problems?
2: Uh, Yeah, Rick Barry. I mean, he,
0: he was tough. He could shoot. Well, that's <laughs> because he, if he had the ball past half court, he'd take the shot, right? Any yeah. place on the court. He shot a lot. Yeah.
2: At that time, they didn't have these three point
1: uh, sh- shots, so. He was limited in that regard, but he was a great shooter. Have any of your former teammates called you to congratulate you?
2: Just slip with Ray. I spoke with him, yeah. What do you
0: think of the NBA now? Are there too many teams?
2: You know, I really don't know. Um, I, I, you know, mostly I've watched the, you know, the top teams who are extremely good, but I think basketball is, is still. A well played game. Uh, the players are seem like they are enthusiastic about winning, and for, I think the overall the coaches the coaching is very good. So it's a good game. It's still, it's still a good game.
1: Did you decide who's going to present you when you go into the Hall of Fame?
2: No, I think they make that decision on your behalf. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what's happening,
0: but they make that decision. Now, when you think, you, in Chicago, people think of you as an ex-Bull, you know, when you think of yourself, you think of yourself as a 76er, or 70, or as, as a Bull, or a little bit of each?
2: Well, I think it's a little bit of each. I had my best years with the Bulls, and I had that championship series with the, with the Philadelphia. And, and uh, so it's like a little in-between, but I, I love Chicago as a city, great place to live, and... And, and I played uh, basketball down the road there, with 100 miles in Peoria. Yeah. So Chicago would probably get get, them, get the lean a little bit. But uh, you're now living
0: in Los Angeles, is that correct? Yes. Big movie producer.
2: Not really. I'm kind of retired. I do I do stuff every now and then, but uh, huh. I'm not
1: a big producer though. No. <laughs> you had a book that came out a while ago. What was the name of that book? A long time coming. And what made you decide that you wanted to be an author?
2: Well, you know, uh, over the years, a lot of things happened, and I experienced a lot of things in my life. And I was born in the South, and my mother moved me to the north, to Michigan. And uh, I thought that uh, uh, adjustment was interesting, you know, the way you have to adjust from a segregated society to a, a society was non segregated so I thought it was a good story and I just wanted to put some stuff down
0: that that I thought was interesting do you think kids nowadays have an appreciation of what that time was like when there was such a segregation uh, well I, I was going to say geographically but it's all over the country you know no they don't know, they don't know anything about it
2: you know they they live, they live a good life. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really good life. Everybody have a chance to get an education. And uh, as far as I know, no one is barred from going to school. And and so the opportunities are,
1: are limitless. We talked to Jerry Condla uh, last month, and he basically mentioned that he got a lot of heat when he had four uh, black players on his team there in uh, Minnesota, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, Loyola, was where David went to school, was... Just, I think the first to start for African Americans, uh, 1963 NCAA, yeah, Kentucky and Western Kentucky, Kentucky Western, Kentucky yeah. Western, yeah. Weston
1: yeah, was yeah, that like, was, was that Don Haskins? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, those things happened. And that was a long time ago. Thank God. And uh, now nobody really even think think twice about it. It's just uh, it, it evolved
1: and. Things evolved over the years, which is good. With the Bulls, there's been some mention there was some friction between you and the Bulls. I don't think you want to discuss that at all.
2: Oh, uh, there was some friction. Uh, at my the last year that I was there, I was, uh, you know, they, were, they had this, uh, we, we were trying to get rid of the uh, reserve clause, and uh, I was a player rep. And I wanted to be a free agent before they wanted us to be free agents, and uh, the owner of the Off Works, they really wanna let me become a free agent, so we had some some problems with that. So, uh, you know, that's just the way it was. So you were sort of like what like baseball had with Kurt Flood, a similar similar situation. Uh, so uh, you know, I was I was uh, I wanted to. Uh, Become a free agent before I retired, and uh, this didn't happen.
1: I know Oscar Robertson said he was kind of blackballed from the NBA for some of his uh, positions.
2: Well, Oscar was the head of the Players Association at that time, and he was the, the, the one that led the uh, the uh, effort to get rid of the uh, reserve clause that that made a lot of Players, free agents, which enable these guys today to make all the money that they're making. So uh, it wasn't, it was kind of a lot of friction at that time between owners and players because the owners really didn't want to give up that advantage that they had over the players. So yeah, he, he got a little flack
1: uh, from that. If you could pick one person to announce your induction, who would you pick? Actually, the person I would, I would pick would be Pat Williams. Was going in the Hall of Fame also this year. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, which is which is good
2: because he and I came over to the Chicago Bulls from Philadelphia. He was became general manager, and the deal was that the 76ers would let him out of his contract if he took me with him.
1: Why would they want to do that? Because they wanted to get rid of me. Well, <laughs> you were an All Star with him. Why do you want to get rid of an All Star player who's the in his I, prime? That's what. That was
2: a question, but uh, yeah. for some, some reason, they wanted to do that, and, and it worked out well for me it worked out well for Pat. So it's, Pat's, a good, Pat's a good friend, and he's
1: a, he's a very smart person. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, and you have a good day. Jet the Jet took a short flight out of Chicago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty good ball player back in the day.
1: Only if they paid for his fuel.
0: <laughs> You'd have to ask him, I'm afraid.
1: That team had a lot of talent on it, but again, they were competing oh, against the Celtics. Look, look who they're going up against. You can't beat that Celtics team yeah. back then. You had the Knicks. It was tough. Well, I mean, you look at the Miami Heat and you think, okay, they have
0: LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Look what the Celtics had. And you start with Bill Russell.
1: Oh, if there was free agency, they would have never had that dynasty. Right. What, 12, 12 championships in 13 years? They
0: wouldn't have been able to afford them all. Oh, exactly. It's a team full of
1: Hall of Famers. I didn't realize till I heard today that... The year that Oscar averaged a triple double and Wiltz scored hundred points in that same season, neither of them were MVP. Bill Russell was the MVP that year. It's difficult to
0: go against Bill Russell and what he did, what he meant, and how good he was.
1: I want to thank our guest today. Coffee Thompson, lovable. Chet Walker and also Dick Mata. And next week we're going to have on the greatest NBA player in history, some people say. We'll let you we'll keep you guessing. I'll tune in. Thank our salmon Dave Olson, and tune in again next week. Thanks.